everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Local Influencers Podcast. Uh, this I am your host, Abel, and this week I am joined by the wonderful and beautiful and talented Miss Matt. Miss Matt, thank you so much for Hi, being Abel. on the show. How are you? Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great today. How are you doing? Doing well. So I am excited to have you on because um, we here at the Local Influencers have been following you on social media for quite some time. I'd say probably since we began almost a year ago on our sh- on our podcast. So thank you so much yeah. again mm-hmm. for joining. Um, I am interested to speak with you because not only are you a drag artist, for those of you who are listening, uh, Miss Matt is in full uh, drag glam. She's serving Paris Hilton DJ like realness all the way. <laughs> and um, so you can definitely check it out on our YouTube page. Um, but um, not only, like I said, are you a drag artist, however, you are a makeup artist as well. So my yes. very my very first question for you is, which came first? Makeup, your love for makeup or your love for drag? Um, definitely my love for drag came first, which is very odd. But whenever I was um, a freshman in high school was the time that RuPaul's Drag Race came out. Mm-hmm. And whenever, <clears throat> whenever at that time, I was only 14, I wasn't out of the closet yet. And so my, <laughs> one day my mom was taking me to school and she said, Matthew, I was, I went to your room to check on you because my mom would do that at night. And she's like, you were asleep, but there was a TV show on called Queer as Folk, and which came on after Drag Race. And I was like, oh my God, mom, I can't stand that show. And she was like, uh, what? And I said, it's after RuPaul's Drag Race. And then so I started telling her and explaining to her what Drag Race was. And she said, well, I know who RuPaul is, Matthew. I'm not, I'm not stupid. And I'm like, well, I don't even, I didn't even know what drag was. I had no idea. I was so wowed by these like men, especially Raven. She was like, had this like, she has like a manly structure, but it was a diva in drag. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is insane. So um, I was, my mom's like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. So then me and my mom would watch it. It wasn't until two years later that I came out to my mom. And um, I was like, but don't worry, I'm never gonna be like a drag queen. I don't think I'm a woman. Like, I think I was trying to just like be like, I could be bisexual maybe, like, you know what I mean? And so, um, <laughs> so I didn't really like ever think anything of it. I just like loved, loved it. And whenever I first saw a drag queen, I was like, whoa, that's incredible because that's a dude that just dropped a split with where did it go? I want to know. I need to know everything. I was obsessed with drag, like the moment I saw it. That's awesome. Yeah, I actually met RuPaul and he is amazing. He is so yeah. tall. His He has the perfect skin. I'm like, I hate you. And he hugged me. I'm like, oh my God. Um, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, um, that's amazing. Wow, that's yeah. cool. This is not about RuPaul, though. This is about Miss Matt. So, okay. um, <laughs> and so, um, I actually was going to ask you then. So, as you got into drag, um, you said drag race, you know, kind of inspired you that that sparked your love for it. Um, 
what the how did you then start falling in love with the artistry of makeup and i say artistry because a lot of people don't realize or may not realize that doing makeup is a form of art because you're literally we say painting your face you know like you're beating your face you're painting it so how did um how did that was it trial and error and how did that go so actually i had no intention of doing drag um, because I was terrified of makeup because it looked I'm like okay there's no way I could do that and because you know you see the pretty girls and you see the girls that are like oh no with their makeup <laughs> but then there's like people that are like Whoa. and so and back then you only ever really saw girls with makeup you know what I mean and so um, so whenever so I'm 27 and so back whenever I first was introduced to like put in makeup, it was 2013 and a drag queen put me in drag and um, that night for this thing called switch night in seven, seven is an old bar in Corpus Christi that is no longer alive, but um, they used to have this thing called switch night and boys would get in drag and perform and um, that weren't regular drag queens. And it was like, you know, a cool opportunity. So I was given the opportunity to perform and um so my first time in drag ever seeing myself I was also thrown on a stage and I wasn't Miss Matt I was just Matt <laughs> it was random but when I saw myself I'm like oh my god I want to do this all the time and it was actually Naomi Evans which is a local drag queen who told me whenever we were hanging out one day beforehand she said one day you're going to get in drag and you're going to want to do it for the rest of your life I promise you and she was right I was like I need to learn how to do this. Now, I did not turn out, girl, anything like the drag queen <laughs> that put me in makeup, girl. Now, now, did I believe that I was a goddess? Most definitely. You definitely should. And um, there were a lot of trials and errors. And I would use my makeup on my friend who is Black. And she would come out a different color <laughs> because it was my skin tone. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that don't work. Like, I had a lot of trial and error. But, um, but also like in that you find different things that work for you. And the more you practice, I didn't believe it when I was here at first, but the more you practice, the, the better you get. And it's different for everyone, but YouTube came along and changed everything for me. For sure. All of the, uh, beauty gurus like Tati Westbrook and all of them, like the original OGs of YouTube. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes. And so, so you talk, you know, we talk about drag race and like, I remember when I first, because uh, I was introduced to drag um, from a local bar called Club Six that is no longer exists, right? Yes. And oh my I, gosh, Abel. Yeah, so I, I, I knew the drag <clears throat> scene and like I, a lot of the queens that I see now, I remember from back then as well. And I'm like, wow, you're right. still doing it. And yes. back in the day, uh, contouring and all this was not a thing right or it was no, ma'am it was washed out maybe a little blush that was a contour yeah. and so yeah. now like because i bring this up because you mentioned like raven raven has a very sculpted like manly features however now with contouring and everything it is very very serving like fish now <laughs> like you could serve fish like oh, very, definitely you know, mm -hmm. for our listeners that don't know fish is like very feminine um looking presenting um i'll i'll throw another name out there for people to look up on tiktok especially it's plastic tiara uh plastic yes uh, oh my lord yes. jesus 
So, uh, <laughs> so hate you know, her. <laughs> so, um, when you in your drag scene, you know the drag scene and stuff here in town and uh, South Texas in general. Um, do you find a lot, uh, especially because of things like RuPaul's Drag Race, do you find a lot of like bias? Do you have you ever encountered stuff where it's like a little clicky sometimes? Because I ask that not because it's drag, but because in a professional setting, when you go into a new job, there's sometimes clicks and those mean, you know, quote unquote, mean girls, mean people. Definitely, yes, but. I okay here's a little backstory about me I was a cheerleader but not only was I a cheerleader I was the very first male cheerleader at my high school and so I was like thrown into the lion's den with all these girls who had been cheerleading their whole lives and I was not had been not been cheerleading for that long and so that kind of I've kind of always like felt like I have to go into say setting and have something to prove and I need to prove myself and I, sit, I started doing my makeup back years ago and I stopped going out to the gay bars and I definitely didn't go out and drag. Maybe like two times I would go with my own makeup, but I was wearing like, do you know what a half wig is? Um, no. So I'm right now I'm wearing a lace front. So it okay. looks like it's growing out of my head. Yeah. Um, a half wig doesn't have, it's like a hard front. Okay, the front of its okay. heart and it's really meant for somebody with hair longer hair and you clip it behind that and you kind of brush it into that's what it's meant for but i was wearing that as a lace front oh girl oh, ma'am that is no. not cute <laughs> so i stopped i was like if i'm going to go out and drag i need to perfect myself but i also was in a weird because i'm very like twig like as a boy and as i was getting older i was like i still look like a 17 year old boy i don't want to go out to the gay bars anymore until i look like a man and that still hasn't happened to me and i'm partnered now so i'm trying i'm not even trying to impress nobody but um <laughs> but my drag i just chose not to go out or anything until like i was really seasoned and knew knew what i wanted to look like fully and knew that i could execute that and so when I came back into the scene, it, it was a year ago. And a lot of the queens now, because there are the queens from back in the day still, like Alana Davis, Layla Brooks, Desiree Brooks, you know, those. Oh, girl, legends and, here in town. Yeah, of course. And then there's these new queens like Frankie Stein, Isis York, Gemini York, you know, um, and like Fiji, I love Fiji. And me and her, I feel like we kind of came up around the same time, but she likes, she'll perform it at the bars more often than me. So like, so she kind of is like in the know and like more friendly with all of those people. I'm very good friends with Alana Davis, but even she is kind of like a mystery in the scene does her own thing. And so I feel like in our, in our group, it's not in our group, but in our like, um, like, I guess in our region, mm -hmm. it's more about your experience and being able to like be around these people all the time. You, you know, there's a different, um, you know, it's like a sisterhood. And I do consider these people my sisters, like the people that I work with in our cast like regularly, yes. And, um, but like I said before, I would, I went into a setting, I go into any setting, like I have something to prove. And my first time being in a setting like that, I felt like I was, even though looking back a year ago, I was not even that grand, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I felt like I was presenting something that 
you know, I hadn't really seen around here. And so, um, so whenever I was still looked at as like, we were just like the new girl, not, I wasn't told that, but I was like, you know, like I could just feel it like, you know, yeah, it's like when I guess you it's walk like maybe it was like in my head. It could have been in my head, maybe, but um, but I feel like that's in any setting. It's not even about like drag race and new. I feel like like with drag, especially, we come from a world in Texas where it's like pageantry, and now you have these new wave of girls that don't care about pageantry but want to feel like we're just as good, and we don't have to do that to prove that we're as good as other drag queens. And so, from my perspective you know, it's important to me to have a full-time job outside of drag. Roxy Andrews, I believe in like the Meet the Queens of season five was like, um, it was like one thing a drag queen must have. She said a full-time job, honey, it's expensive. And if you want to execute, like, you know, so I feel like because I don't, I spend a lot of time working and I don't, I don't really go out to like, I don't perform on maybe like every few months. I feel like I am not looked at the same as like a working career drag queen. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's clicky. Like I'm friendly with all the queens. We're friendly with each other, but definitely there is that, you know, when you're the new girl in town, it is like a different feeling. Also, I feel like the way you're describing it, that's also like, could be a good thing because when you're definitely they, everyone, if they're friendly, but you have that pressure on yourself to be, like I have to prove to all these other local queens that I have what it takes. Like it just makes you better, right? It it, it makes you um, like it makes you um, more confident in yourself and your abilities. And then, and then, like you said, mm -hmm. that they're already welcoming. I don't. Do you think that if it, it kind of just like like you're stepping you know, up your game, not not for everyone else, but for yourself? Oh yes, and. I think it helps to have like a partner, especially that um, like my partner, he always tells me like, he's the one that's like, I feel like you've already worn that before. And I feel like you should like, you know, do something else. Like I'm always trying something new. And um, so whenever I go into settings, you know, with other drag queens, I feel like we all kind of not feed off of each other, but like, it's like, okay, she does that. That's cool. That's great. You know what I mean? Um, I want to try that. Like to me, Frankie Stein or not Frankie Stein. She's not even Frankie Stein anymore. She hasn't been Frankie Stein in a long time. I always call her that. He's like, it's not Stein. Quit doing that. Frankie um, is a fantastic makeup artist as far as drag, like can like completely change his face. And I'm like, I don't wear enough makeup. When I first started, I'm like, I definitely don't wear enough. I still like, I don't wear, like do like harsh lines and all of that. But like, I feel like it looks weird on me, but on him, it looks like incredible. I'm like, I wish I could possess that. So I try to like, kind of like do a little bit deeper contour and try to like be a little bit more highlighted and stuff. But like, what was the question? Oh, no, yeah. elevating yourself, sorry. Yes. Sorry, I just started like talking like his. <laughs> sorry, I started thinking about like his contacts for some reason because he used to always wear white contacts, but he's changed it up recently, and now I kind of want to wear contacts. So yeah, you're right. We kind of feel we kind of like feed off of each other, and um, but I wouldn't say like anybody because I brought it up to Frankie one time. Like 
I don't want to do Doja Cat because I feel like Alana slays Doja Cat. And he was like, girl, don't act like anybody coins anything. Like nobody owns anything. Just do you, you know, like he said, like, I felt inspired to do like a live version of a song after I saw you do a live version of a song with a microphone. He's like, no, I'm going to do a microphone too. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And um, so it's not really a competition. And I guess that's where I got in my head, like in the beginning, like maybe like because I was like the newer girl, like it was like because I had something to prove, not that I had to be the best, but I had to be my the best version of myself. And when we're like in our like little group chats and stuff, sometimes I come across as like the outspoken one. And so I feel like maybe I am just like too ahead of myself sometimes. Um, But I guess that comes with just being like, young i'm still young yeah you're yeah stay young girl you don't <laughs> after 30 you're like uh I mean, you roll out, after 30 you roll out of bed and you're like um <laughs> what what just popped like was that my knee was that my ankle like <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm girl. i always tell people i'm excited to get older i want to look like a man one day <laughs> and um and then my partner is a little bit older than me and he's like oh you don't want to get older trust me you do not want to get older you will not have megan you will not have megan knees okay after 30 megan the stallion knees go away (laughs) they they you can right i don't know beyonce i don't even how old is beyonce i feel like she's she's a god she's my goddess like it's funny that you bring her up because she's my i've seen her in concert maybe like 11 or 12 times she's my literal goddess so (laughs) she does not age um and so you're, I want to talk about your, just like your makeup and your artistry there um, a little bit more. Definitely. So you said that you um, kind of practiced on your friend before, you know, you learned that, you know, not, it's funny because Patrick Starr has his um, one size fits all, you know, but makeup is not one size fits all, right? Not everybody has, Definitely not. everyone has different skin tones. And then, you know, someone with like my complexion can have different, like undertone so it's still at that right that's so like even though we may on the outside look the same like same color as you know whatever you want to say um exactly when you put apply makeup to someone someone's undertones are different so like blues yellow reds come out differently on people and you know so how did uh, i guess was that trial and error and do you enjoy doing makeup on other people in general is that something that like um uh, you would like to do maybe full-time or is it just like no girl only when I have to I absolutely love doing makeup I I don't brand myself as a makeup artist but opportunities come to me and if an opportunity comes to me I take it I'm like yes let's do it and um I used to be like sure I'm a makeup artist but I'm not like certified or anything like that and but if you want me to do your makeup let's do it like I'm always down but when I first started doing that the one of the first um interactions I had with with a client she had a metastatic breast cancer stage cancer stage four and at that point she she probably had like 10 months to live and to and she had had like her breasts removed. She tried to get a breast breast um, job done. And then like she had an infection, had to have one removed. Like it was like traumatic. And so she was like, 
um, explaining all of this to me while I'm doing her makeup. And she's like, I, I've never felt, I, during all this, I felt beautiful for my partner. And I try so hard, I cake on the makeup and, and I'm like there and he's, he always tells me like, I don't see you anymore. And um, she was like, and I wanna do this shoot and I wanna be raw and I wanna be, my, I wanna be me. And it was a boudoir shoot. And um, so, so she had this wig and of course I told her I would style it for her. And, um, but I, I suggested that she do the shoot without her wig. And that was probably like the most beautiful experience I've ever been a part of. And um, she passed away like six months ago. And I was like, it's so sad, you know, like, but I'm so happy that she got to have that experience and present that to her husband and show like her and be so proud of who she is, no matter where she was. She was so strong. And um, they had a, a, a vow renewal and she asked me to restyle a whole wig for her. And um, I never put it on my social media or anything like that because I didn't want to be like, look at me, look what I do for people. You know, like this person deserves all the privacy and everything to herself, you know? And that kind of stuff was like, I need to continue to do things like this. So almost everything that I do, as far as produced by myself, I try to do with some sort of, um, like um, cause, you know, um, I I produced the Proud Market. Well, I co-produced the Proud Market with Trendy Eats and Vegan Treats. And um, what's so important to us is to donate. And so we donated ten percent of the of the ticket sales. Um, she donated a portion of her her sales from her bakery. And then all of the all of the tips that I received via Cash App, I donated to um, to the Trevor Project. And uh, we raised four hundred and twenty-five dollars um, that night, um, and it was—it felt amazing to do something like that. And I love just giving back for to everyone. You know, that's what the Proud Market really is about—is um, supporting local local artists, local businesses, local entertainers. And um, when I first went out there, you know whenever I went to perform, because we had like dra a drag show, there were, the people that were there to support something like that was like so overwhelming, you know? It's like, this is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be in a setting where I'm, you know, doing makeup, making people feel changed. Either it's me in the makeup or doing the makeup on somebody, making them feel like so beautiful and changing their perspective on themselves, on life. That's what makeup can do. It's insane. And I never thought that I would be able to experience this side of life. You know what I mean? It makes me a humbling, a humbled person. You know, I don't, I don't like to brag about things, but, you know, I guess that's what these podcasts are for is to like, say like, you know, this is what I do. This is what I stand for, you know? And um, I love it. I love I, that. I love that. And I love how the two coincide the you know the makeup artistry and then drag itself as a form of art um people i think now it's become more mainstream thanks to um 
like RuPaul's Drag Race being such a yeah. hit. By all know? means, yes. Um, and I love what you guys did with the Proud Market. Uh, I was actually supposed to be there, but I had to work. And I had some friends. Wow, oh, my yeah. Oh, girl. God, God forbid having a full-time job. It's the worst, isn't it? I'm not trying uh, to blow your kiss. I'm checking on you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, like, yeah, I was supposed to be there. But I also, from what I heard, was also such, um, the people that showed out uh, was actually such a diverse group of people. It wasn't just, you know, people from the LGBTQIA no, community. It actually... was It was just blended like it was crazy i heard so my partner has like a man man job like he works outside and like like he climbs like <laughs> phone poles and does all that kind of stuff and so when he leaves work he when he was leaving work that day he was like i have somewhere to be like i cannot stay late today i have somewhere to be and his um and he's the the only person that he knows of that's that's gay there and it's not like this like big thing but if you ask him he'll be like yeah but um so whenever we go like when we were there the last thing we were expecting was that like his coworker would be there and like he was telling his coworker and his coworker's wife like this story about something and he was like i had these people in tears and i didn't know they cared about our community like that wow. like it touched him he was like i feel like i don't know anybody <laughs> like who like hug me like he didn't say yeah. that but it's like somebody like what is like you know like it's crazy all the people that showed up I felt so like um taken back for sure like I didn't want it to end I wanted to I wanted to say hello to every single person that came in that door and uh, it's it's insane I didn't expect it to be such a great event but um, we sold out of our tickets and then people were at the door just saying, okay, can I just give you money to come in? And my parents were working the door and my mom was like, sure. <laughs> so my <laughs> mom just started taking money out the door. And so we paid, we paid like our band and stuff like, and all that, um, with that, instead of like, you know, having like cash up and whatever, instead of having to deal with all that, just, oh, here you go. But, um, it was, um, it was such a great experience that we actually are going to be making, it's actually officially a biannual event. And so um, get ready because we're coming for the holidays and we're coming for the summertime, girl. Sorry, I almost awesome. got cut off there. So then, I almost glitched myself. So then when the, this podcast airs, um, stay tuned because we'll uh, definitely be sharing that information for the uh, event that happens later this year. Um, it's something I, again, I, I'm in retail, so I don't know you know holiday season is like the worst time of my life i joke around and say that but of course <laughs> yes. i would definitely try to be there so all of our listeners stay tuned to our social media and uh miss matt social media for that information um and i guess just a few last questions are kind of lighthearted and um that i'd like to talk about it of course we have to talk about it. we've already mentioned it a few times rupaul's track race okay okay now <laughs> do you think because you said that you um started watching drag race came out when you were younger and you started watching it uh, do you think that what they call a rue girl right i know they have them a lot in san antonio they go there quite often do mm -hmm. you think that that has caused um 
like do you think that's caused any issues with like local queens not necessarily just here but like maybe in san antonio do you think that that's caused them issues or do you think that has again kind of just elevated their game and your game and other queens games to want in their own way um, to emulate you know that kind of stardom what do you what are your thought personal thoughts on that to me i think it's awesome you know, we have an opportunity to interact with these people. And um, a lot of the queens from Drag Race love to um, share, like, you know, whenever whenever they're sent, like a lot of the queens are brought like one at a time and they're put on a show with other girls that are local <clears throat> girls. And you're provided a platform where all these people are coming, yes, for that one person, but it's also your moment. It's your opportunity to to wow the crowd and what's so important to me and to my partner is what he always says um in the first like 10 seconds you, that is when you have the opportunity their first 10 seconds of them actually singing like you know how queens will like do like a 20 second intro without anybody coming out or anything and um so once you're out there you have 10 seconds to to say I'm right here and you're not gonna take your eyes off me, boo. And that is so important in everything you do. And I think that sometimes there's queens that get stuck in what they, they do something and the crowd loves it, they do it all the time. You know what I mean? Somebody tells you, you look stunning in that outfit. They wear that outfit all the time. What they don't realize is we've seen it. You know, when you, you know, like, you can go on people's, you can go on Instagram and see it for yourself. It's not, it's not a, it's not a um, hidden thing. If you actually just look, when you repeat posts that are the same thing, you get less likes on it because people have already seen it. They're like, oh, I've already seen that. And whenever you're in a setting where people are always there, you know what I mean? You have to keep elevating yourself and that's what RuPaul has RuPaul's Drag Race has done if you go from season one it went from looking just fish looking passable to now you better look like a fucking clown but a woman clown like not a or clown one, but you better be yeah like you know like or like uh... campy you better be outrageous you better be no matter what if you're going to be glamorous you better be covered in rhinestones girl you better be head to toe. You know what I mean? It's you need to elevate yourself and always be changing yourself. They say it on Drag Race all the time. You've worn those boots three times. And I'm not yep. saying any names, but there's girls that wear the same heels all the time. And I see that in their posts. And it's like, like <laughs> every every time you post, girl, you're wearing the same shoe. And <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's not the local, it's nobody's taking your and taking your spotlight from you. You're dimming it yourself. Yep. Amen. Amp it up. Amp yourself up, sis. Because I mean, <clears throat> I'm not saying like I'm the successful drag queen. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying that I have a great following that always backs me up and that is always there for me and that supports me. And that always like always is like right there even whenever I don't expect them to like I always have a group of people there that are 100% there for me and I know that pretty much everybody has the people but those people aren't yes people you know what I mean I don't surround myself with yes people and I guess that also comes with it you know a lot of people like to do that and I refuse 
Yeah, and it's funny that you say all that because I have another podcast that I do called Shady Boots. Oh, I was about to bring that up, Abel, because I heard a couple episodes and Girl, I was like, let me spill oh. some tea to you. Girl, <laughs> Pandora Box, I don't care. I'll put them on blast. I will at them. They're famous. They probably won't see it. Maybe they will. Pandora Box Girl, she does, it's like you said, she does the same type of look every single time and i'm like girl yes. how did you get on all star six yes. how are you here and then Help me and how did she last so long and not only that they're like they're all like girl like before the super Bowl one they're like amping her up like she was gonna be the best one like mm-hmm. her carol channing oh my god we can see y'all see it and that was the most boring one that was a funeral um performance i'm sorry i'm not impressed and- by her and then um, one last queen I have to call out before we wrap up is um, Jiggly Caliente. She is not it. She is gross. <laughs> she's nasty. She's rude. Like to quote Nini Leaks, so nasty, so rude. Because I met her in person and she was one of the rudest queens. Yes. I met a lot of oh queens. Oh my I met, gosh. I met Alyssa Edwards, Shangela. They were, okay, so let's put it this way. Alyssa Edwards and Shangela are Beyonce and Jiggly Caliente is not even the Michelle of the group. She's the girls that got kicked out that nobody remembers. Okay. Okay. She was so rude. She did not. And I'm like, girl, I don't even remember. Like what season were you on? Like, did you, were you the top 10? Like, like when, like I, she is so rude. So anyways, I just asked all that. I want to bring a drag race because obviously we've talked about it. It has influenced yes. the, the culture in, in everything like contouring. We said, wasn't a thing and definitely is now, you know? So yes, for um, sure. I love it. Drag race is such a, it's crazy. I'm, I've, I'm like religious about it. And <laughs> I don't think people even know that I'm not like like one that like posts about it or anything but I love Drag Race and yeah. you're right um yeah. you know what's just... crazy is I didn't I don't get like the on TV from Kennedy Davenport I don't get like the best vibe from her but I've seen her perform in Austin one time and talk about cry. I mean obviously I'm a crier but um I was in tears watching her perform Kennedy Davenport actually can perform you know the what I mean? Eureka O'Hara her performances have you seen her perform yeah her performance and I've met her also I have a picture with her also um Eureka is one of the sweetest queens and she was on a panel that I went to also because I went to uh, mm-hmm. drag con and she had everyone in the room crying and her performance was amazing it was very reminiscent of the her episode where she had her mother's like projected on her dress like her performance give that yes. in real life all the time and so i've seen her like three times she's great so um yeah have we you can seen a- we're here yes girl season two is coming out soon i know i know so. that we cry every episode our household loves drag girl yeah so we could talk about this all day so, having me on the shady boots i guess yeah so we'll i need to i need to i'm looking like i definitely need to so we can talk about that once we're done here so um why don't we go ahead and wrap up now is the time for you to plug anything and everything you want um where can people find you your website merch all the above now's the time okay well um you can 
can find me anywhere at Miss Matt. Am I not anywhere? YouTube and Instagram. I'm not really a Facebook person. I do not have Snapchat. No, ma'am. Um, I has the man. <laughs> Out there, y'all do y'all y'all do y'all thing, whatever. But um, no, I just have really. I just have Instagram. Um, um, it's Miss Matt. Matt with an E, like makeup. Um, my name really is Matt, so it's whatever you want to call me. I do have merch. I have it right here. This is one of my shirts. I have them in pullovers and sweaters. It's me, an animation of me and one of my looks that was photographed by Dreon Film, who's a local film photographer. And the animation was done by Carly from Strawberry Moonbeats. She's a Native American artist and she does bead work. She does graphic design work. She's amazing. And well, she doesn't really do graphic design. I just asked her to draw something for me and I can be <laughs> a graphic designer now. So if she does consider herself, I don't know, but um, yeah. And you can purchase my merch at eSpring. That's T-E-E spring.com slash Miss Matt. And um, use code Yamada. <laughs> you want to know how to spell that? Follow me on Instagram. And um, that, that'll get you 10% off of your whole entire order. Um, you can also follow the market as well. Uh, we're on Instagram. Yes. And for you listeners, I will have all of the links that she just listed in the show notes. And so all you'll have to do is scroll down, click the link, and it will take ah. you to wherever you want. See how Able, easy that is? You're so sweet. You're See so how easy that is? Um, With your someone... shady boots. <laughs> Podcast, I didn't know you were so considerate. Okay, well, those are two personalities. We need to end this podcast. I'm just kidding. Miss <laughs> 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 uh, Matt, thank you so much again for being here. Thank you for just enlightening us with your talent, like um, just like, all of your information and your stories that you shared, the personal stories. I definitely appreciate that. Um, you're serving Paris Hilton realness while doing it. We love it. The lady DJ. Hey. <laughs> so, I'm cooked uh, with me. <laughs> <laughs> so again, thank you so much. And for all of the listeners out there, wherever you are, please go out into your community, make a change, and do something good. Thank you guys for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.